have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SDC's Present Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Are you interested in opening up a relationship to new partners but don't know how to get started? Do you want to learn the best ways to navigate the lifestyle as a couple or on your own? If you want to find out how to explore erotic dating, join us now with Carol and David, the creators and founders and executive producers of the Sexy Lifestyle Network, to discover how to embark on your new erotic adventures. You'll learn the do's and don'ts about how to go from being curious about the lifestyle to opening up your relationship. We're going to talk about common misconceptions about swinging, how to handle jealousy, the ins and outs of consent, and what to do if you've had a less than positive experience in the lifestyle. With me today are my guests, Carol and David, the queen and king of Naughty and the creators of the Sexy Lifestyle and the Sexy Lifestyle Network on Voice America. You can find them Tuesdays at 4 p.m. PST and 7 p.m. EST. Special thank you to our sponsor, SDC.com, your expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships with access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So, Carol and David. As I had said before, Carol and David are the dirty minds behind the sexy lifestyle. And you can tune in on voiceamerica.com on Tuesday nights at 4 p.m. PST, 7 p.m. EST to hear them. Welcome, Carol and David. Thanks, Lexi. Thanks, Lexi. Congratulations on your new show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on your network to be yes. able to do this Our new show. Pleasure. It's exciting. Your first show. Uh, you know, you can't just be relaxed, mm-hmm. stress-free. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about sex. We were with you at Cap Dag in France, and we've... You know, that's where we interviewed you. That's remember right. That? Mm-hmm. I do remember that. It was a little less stressful than this situation. And we were naked. Right <laughs> we were, that was partly why you it was less what? stressful. That's what we should have done for your first show. We, we should have taken down. Oh, my no. gosh. We should have thought of that. I'm going to think of that for my next guest, definitely, for sure. <laughs> so, Carol and David, you've been in the lifestyle for over uh, 10 years. So, we're going to be talking today about how people, more and more people these days seem to be curious about alternative relationships like non-monogamy, but they don't know how to go about it, or they have some false preconceptions about what an open relationship or swinging actually entails. Well, I'd like to say that there is no one thing is right when it comes to the lifestyle. There's many different definitions, and we're certainly going to get into that for the next hour. We absolutely are. When we come back, we are going to be joined again by Carol and David, and we're going to get right into talking about alternative relationships and how you can get into one if you're curious. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promiscent. So, Jeff, you know, intimacy is key to every relationship. Can you tell us a bit how Promiscent can help enhance intimacy? Well, I really think that one of the keys to intimacy is obviously both couples having a satisfactory experience. As any therapist or, you know, urologist will tell you, one of the chief complaints that arises in any intimate relationship is timing, i.e., does the woman in the relationship or the woman in the relationship finish? As we've discussed on many occasions during podcasts, other things we've done in the past, there is something called the arousal or orgasm gap, whereas the average man takes about five minutes to achieve climax and the average woman 18. So indeed, I think that is probably 
one of the reasons why a product like Promescent is very appropriate to satisfactory intimacy. Fantastic, Jeff. Thanks so much. Well, that was a great quickie. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find Promescent? The best way to find Promescent in its is www.promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, www.promescent.com. You can buy it directly there. It'll direct you to the retail locations that have it. There's a map you put in your zip code, and there's also physicians and other people that carry it as well, www.promescent.com. Thanks so much, Jeff. We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. And again, I'm joined here with Carolyn David. We are going to be talking to you a little bit today about alternative relationships. And that's why I brought on uh, Carolyn David to have that conversation. So when we left off, we were talking a little bit about how more and more people these days are starting to look into different ways to expand on the relationship. Can you tell me a little bit about what this Lexi, uh, what the Lexi lifestyle, <laughs> a little bit about the Lexi lifestyle, what the sexy lifestyle is all about and how did you get it started? Well, certainly the sexy lifestyle is, actually, we started it because that's kind of the way that David and I live. We learned about the swinging lifestyle and we absolutely are swingers. But the way we live is that we put sexy into everything we do. I'm not going to say all day long because it's not, you know, we have work, we have jobs, etc. But we try to be sexy as much as we can and as many opportunities as we get throughout the day. So we call that the sexy lifestyle, whether it's how we dress in the morning, how we touch each other, how we remember to do things together we uh, have established ourselves in, in our own definition of what is to be sexy and that's our sexy lifestyle and we like to encourage everybody to find what makes them sexy so that they could also live in a sexy lifestyle like us yeah and, and because we are very open-minded and very sexually free that um, we've taken our sexy lifestyle and become swingers and we've been swingers now for about 10 11 years and um, you know for us, being in foursomes and morsoms is, is our favorite thing to do. That's where we live. We do. And like Carol was saying, everybody has their own definition of sexy. Ours is swinging. And um, there's a whole bunch, a big range in between of what people can do from, you know, just dressing sexy in their own couple, in their own house, to going to clubs, to actually 
becoming swingers. So the, the sexy lifestyle isn't just one thing. It's whatever a couple or a person wants it to be for them, whatever feels right for them. Absolutely. Right, right. And it doesn't have to be part of the alternative lifestyle. It doesn't have to be kink or BDSM or swinging or the lifestyle per se. It just has to be something that they, makes them feel sexy inside so that they can have that sexual pleasure and the sexual enjoyment in their lives. And just, just to give you an example, there's so many couples out there who might be in long relationships and basically you know when they have sex they fuck in the missionary position they're on their bed they finish they roll over they go to sleep right in the wet spot which they shouldn't right. by the they way they might not even have a wet spot because sex has just gotten boring okay. right and they're just doing it for the sake of doing it you know maybe to spice up their sex life they might need a candle in their room or some music or a little aroma or maybe silk sheets or maybe she wears heels or he wears silk boxers that's the sexy lifestyle as well. You don't need to bring other people in. You can bring toys in, but you don't have to. It's just about you as a couple doing something different and spicing it up every day. So that's a great point. So that spicing things up in your relationship, regardless of what kind of relationship you have, there are, you know, talking about erotic dating and swinging and, and, and all of that. That's one way that some couples might choose to spice up their relationship. What's a really big misconception that you often hear from people who are not in the lifestyle about swinging or open relationships? Well, there's many, many myths when it comes to the well, swinging lifestyle. I'm going to just say Go the, the biggest one <laughs> is it's the man who pushes the woman into it. That's it's a huge uh, myth. It's an absolute myth, absolute false. It's the women who drive the lifestyle. And I believe it's the women who drive a lot in a relationship to making it sexier and spicier. Because in today's world, I believe women are being told it's okay to say yes to sex. It's okay to say the type of sex that they want. And I'll let Carol talk from, from her point of view. Well, certainly about the swinging lifestyle, it is all about the women who drive. And whether it's the man who found the lifestyle resort or the man who suggested it in the first place, neither one matters at this point because if it wasn't for the women driving, there wouldn't be that relationship in the swinging lifestyle. So it's not about getting to a, a club and the man says, hey, let's go fuck you. No, it's about the ladies who get together and say, hey, we would like to play with you or we want to do something fun or let's dance or whatever it might be. It's not the men. So I just wanted to clarify that. So that's very interesting because you're talking about how uh, swinging is becoming more popular. Do you think that maybe the reason why that is, is because women are feeling more empowered to maybe talk to their uh, their partner about about doing that? For sure. But Absolutely. it's not just swinging that's becoming more popular. It's exploring oh, yes. that's becoming more popular. Like so, you know, 10, 11 years ago when we started in the lifestyle and we started swinging, um, it was really a lot of hardcore full swap, which is, you know, exchanging partners and fucking other people. Whereas now there's a lot more people exploring who want to go to a club or who want to go to a resort and just fuck their own partner and not necessarily exchange partners. So I would say the alternative lifestyle, open-minded, sexually free people mm -hmm. is getting much larger. Obviously, people go from there to swinging, um, but the community in general is absolutely exploding with people who want to explore their sexuality. 
And, you know, sex is not the only part of a sexy lifestyle or an open relationship. Like we, like we were saying, alter, mm-hmm. having an alternative relationship, whether it's, you know, uh, going to a club or going to a resort and whether you want to fool around with just your partner or other people, if you're just into watching or not. Um, what are other important elements that are that factor into your relationship and, you know, the, the openness between two people? Well, certainly in the swinging lifestyle, there's, uh, well, in the lifestyle in general, there's exhibitionism. Mm-hmm. There's voyeurism, um, then there's swapping, full swap or soft swap, but it doesn't mean that you actually have to do any of that to feel sexy. We do plenty of fun things where we'll have a costume night and even at home, we'll put on special costumes, we'll jump into bed with our fantasy uh, person, whether it's a fireman, whether it's, uh, I don't know, the I guess the sexy teacher could be. Those are all different ways that you could spice it up, have fun with it, and it does not have to be hardcore or anything. But one of the biggest things is communication. You need to be able to talk to your partner about what they want, what you want, and basically, you know, if something that you feel strongly about and they don't, you have to find that happy medium that's good for both of you. It's not, I want to do this, and the other person says, absolutely not. You have to have that communication, which is key in, in just relationships in general, right? Absolutely. I, th- I feel like you're reading my notes over here. Because <laughs> in the next segment, we are going to be talking about communication and trust and how they're not only central elements to open relationships, but also to all relationships. Okay, so well, I, I know that for us, for example, when we first started in lifestyle, we neither of us knew what to expect and neither of us knew how to handle those things. So we talked about it and we led each other, but we were both open to it. Doesn't mean we both wanted the same things, but we certainly were open to listening to the other point of view. And then we decided together what we were comfortable with trying. And we took baby steps and we always, always tell our friends or anybody who's interested what to do is to take baby steps, small things at a time. And exploring any type of fantasy, let alone swinging, has to be good for both of you. Mm -hmm. It can't be where one person says, all right, we'll take one for the team. It just doesn't work. (laughs) Whether it be trying a new sexual position, Mm -hmm. a new place to do it in the house or in the forest, or going out with another couple. If it's not good for the both of you, it's not good for your couple. So it starts with having that very (laughs) blunt or open conversation about it. Yeah. So we're going to get into that right after this. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about communication with Carol and David. So please do stay tuned. Uh, So on that note, just to wrap up a little bit about what we talked about, women are kind of driving uh, openness and exploration within relationships. And we're also seeing um, that, you know, obviously communication is becoming more and more important and has always been important to relationships, which we're going to talk a lot more about right after the break. This commercial is sponsored by SDC. Curious to learn more about relationships? At SDC.com, you'll have unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from sex and relationship experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, Charlie and Ariane Williams, and Carolyn David, who are all excited to guide, inform, and entertain you. Check out SDC.com for everything you need to discover your own erotic tribe, connect with them in our forums, communities, and social networks, and create opportunities to explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. Join over 3 million of our members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today at SDC.com. Sponsored by SDC Travel. Need an exotic getaway? 
This December, get up close and personal with over 300 seductive couples on SDC's Cuban Cruise. Over seven nights, indulge in the alluring ports of call and soak in the five-star rooms and service of our SDC staff. Explore the party hub of Miami, sunny Key West, the spicy Caribbean flavor of Havana, Cuba, and the stunning white sands of the Bahamas in Nassau and the private island of Coco Cay. Enjoy STC's world-renowned onboard entertainment with multiple DJs to seduce you during sexy theme nights, foam parties, erotic live shows, and within the ship's huge playroom. Join us from December 4 to 11 for this enticing Caribbean cruise. Book your rooms now at SCC.com. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. Again, I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm joined with Carolyn David from The Sexy Lifestyle. So we were just having a great conversation about um, open relationships, alternative relationships, and the importance of communication in those relationships and really in any relationships. So we're going to talk a little bit more now about the best ways to talk to your partner and how communication plays such an incredibly crucial role. So Carolyn David, has the role of communication changed in your relationship since you both first started in lifestyle? Well, absolutely. I think we've been opening up to each other more and more, of course, every day, every year. We've been together 13 years now. And, you know, in our world in general, people don't talk about sex. And that's one of the goals of our Sexy Lifestyle with Carol David Talk Radio show is to open up that dialogue so people will feel more comfortable. Like normalizing a conversation about sex is so important. And the fact that we are swingers in the lifestyle where we actually share partners, um, it's so important that we are honest and open in what we like and what we don't like and why we want to do it and where we want to go and all of those things. So we live our lives every day where we are open about all different types of things in our relationship, not just about sex, but certainly extra about sex. One of the biggest things that we have done and learned since we got into the lifestyle after we both went through divorce is how to talk about sex and not just talk about wanting sex, which is you want to have sex tonight, you want to fuck. (laughs) It's about what we liked, what we didn't like. We have great sex. And every time we have sex, we talk about it after. So after, we do that recap. Yeah. Yeah, right so, <laughs> so whether it be in an orgy, foursomes and morsums and 10 different couples all together fucking and sucking, mm-hmm. or we're fucking in bed and, you know, I love watching Carol suck my cock. And sometimes, you know, she gets her leg in the way and it's like, babe, you know, next time maybe we can, we have a big mirror in our room and we'd like, sex is very visual and, and mm-hmm. something very rarely do you get to watch yourself having sex unless you've done 
videos and put them up on Pornhub or something. So I'm probably thinking that my leg is in the way in the mirror view, not in the cock view, right? When you're looking down, my leg is not in the way hiding that cock. Yes, in the mirror view. In the mirror view, exactly. And it's a very different view looking at the person doing it versus watching it in the mirror. I know, we love both, so I just want to make sure people get that. And then we do the replay. After Carol's come four or five times, because after we fuck and and I come, she takes out her womanizer and pops (laughs) off a couple more. And I know you've tried the womanizer and you've enjoyed it as well. I have. and then we, we just lie there and we talk about, you know, what was good, what was hot, what was sexy. Sometimes, you know, she she preferred me to come on her tits versus coming in her pussy. And next time I know, okay, you know, I'll hold off till the end and then come on her tits. And she likes massaging it in and it's like a, a skin cream, you know, all natural skin cream. Of course it is. It's the vital life. But but if you don't talk about that after you have sex, next time you go back and do the same thing you just did, and maybe you, you, your partner isn't getting the full experience because they haven't been able to tell you what they like or what they didn't like. So I certainly understand when some people, not just women, but some people have a hard time that that conversation about sex is not an easy one to start. My previous marriage, which was 16 years, we didn't talk about sex once, not ever. And then how do you start talking about it 16 years later and you get into it? It's kind of hard, so I get it. But I just want to tell everybody who's listening, you have to do it. I don't care if you've been married 30 years and never mentioned the word sex. You must be talking about sex. you got to start. you got to find that starting point. Just baby steps again. But you got to get it out there. you got to get into the habit of talking about your sex life. So if you've never talked to, about, to your partner about sex before, when you're doing the, the post-sex debrief, what's a good line or a good way to get into that conversation? I like this. Do you this. wait until you're outside yeah. of the bedroom? Sorry, go ahead. No, the, the conversation goes, babe, you know, that was really amazing hot sex. I really liked when you did this. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, if someone's not as comfortable saying those words, it's just, oh, babe, that was really hot. I liked that. You don't even have to say the word right. sex to start. But that starts a conversation after instead of that rolling over and going to sleep. But, like you, know, but you know, couples need to learn that it's okay to use cock and pussy and ass and erection and all that stuff. That's how you talk about sex. Those words are actually arousing when it comes to having sex. And a lot of people don't realize it. But if you start talking like that in the after sex, in the replay, mm-hmm. it's a good chance you're going to have a round two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's an aphrodisiac. Absolutely. It can certainly Dirty talk is, is very hot. I mean, you would know about it, Lexi. Oh, you know, you what? come from the industry. And, and dirty talk and, you know, cam sex now and what used to be phone sex is all about people hearing stuff and not just seeing it. And, you know, even if you don't want to be using those harsh words because you've never said them before in your mm-hmm. life, don't use my peenie or whatever. But you can also say things very seductively mm-hmm. without using the harsh words um, and, and still get the same effect. Those are all really good tips for people who are in any kind of relationship. Those are just very practical uh, ways to communicate with your partner about what you like and what you don't like and to to really get the most out of your sex life. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, you know, there's couples, I guarantee you, who have been together and the husband has been going down on his wife and licking her pussy the same way for 25 years and most women out there in those types of relationships probably don't know how to say 
you're licking my clip too hard or mm-hmm. I want it harder or put two fingers in or something different. And maybe she doesn't have an orgasm every time, which is a shame because women should be able to complete that sexual experience and have an orgasm. Absolutely. And um, both people have to communicate what they like and what they don't like. And I know we met a couple um, a while back and we got into the discussion about threesomes and every guy wants to have a threesome. And after 15 years, the husband brought it up to his wife, you know, would you think about a threesome? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh my God, for 15 years, I've been wanting to have one too. <laughs> right. But they couldn't talk about it. How bad is that? Now, that would be certainly nice yeah. if we can just get it out there because we're not used to talking about sex. So it's one of those things that we don't do, but one of those things that are critical for a good, healthy, thriving relationship. And one of the amazing things that we have coming out now and on SDC.com, mm-hmm. you guys are coming out with a very media-based information, sex educational type uh, website, uh, which is a complimentary to the sexylifestyle.com. Yes. If people don't know how to open up that discussion, just go to a website that has credible information, read an article, go to your partner and say, hey, you know, today I read this. And share it. What do you think? Yeah. Share it. And I bet you the other partner will say, you know what? I read something two weeks ago, but I didn't know how to talk to you about it. Open up that dialogue. It's very important to open up that dialogue. And especially if, as you know, the, as pertains to the topic of the show, we're, we're talking about openness and having uh, that, that open marriage and, and, or, or a relationship and how it's so crucial to be honest and to communicate with your partner. Sometimes about things that are not as pleasant as, you know, it felt really good when you sucked my cock like that. Sometimes it's about things like, well... I felt jealous mm-hmm. when I saw you flirting with that bartender. I felt jealous when I saw you uh, you uh, fooling around uh, or, or fucking that woman in the club and you never fucked me like that. Mm-hmm. How do you both personally deal with jealousy or have dealt with jealousy, if at all, uh, within your relationship and how can other people potentially... So one of the myths that we always encounter when people ask us about the lifestyle is that there must be that jealousy. There has to be jealousy. People cannot believe that you could be sharing your partner in such an intimate way without any jealousy popping up. So all the way I explain it and when someone asks me is that, well, first of all, jealousy is a natural reaction. Yes. You can't help it. It just comes. But when you're in a very, I'm going to say, um, secure relationship where you know that your guy loves you and he knows that I love him and we're here just to have sexual fun. We just want to have some type of sexual pleasure. I'm not looking for a new husband. Believe me. I'm not looking <laughs> for another relationship where you have to invest time and energy. For me, that's I'm happy with what I've got. But we're in the swinging lifestyle so that we can have different experiences it's about variety for us so I know that I'm going home with my man that night Mm -hmm. and with that security I'm happy that for him that he gets to experience something different if it's another woman sucking his cock it feels different if it's another woman riding his cock it feels different Mm -hmm. if he's on top of her in a different position that she's a different size a different shape he gets to try new different things Mm -hmm. and open up his mind And the same for me, of course. So knowing that I'm happy for him and he's happy for me, we don't feel a jealousy. Mm -hmm. And even if it pops up for one second, it's a fleeting moment. And we remember, oh, my goodness, I'm going home with him. I don't care that someone else is sucking his cock that way, even if she's doing this marvelous, amazing (laughs) job. 
Good for him. Saves but, me the effort when we get home. <laughs> no, but also, that is an excuse for couples to open up their dialogue about, you know, I really saw how you were riding his cock and you were doing reverse cowgirl. And you know what? We don't we don't do that. Is there something I'm doing wrong right. or something I can do better so we can have that, you know, three-minute reverse cowgirl fuck? Mm-hmm. Because normally you, in a couple, you get into what's comfortable and you do it and it feels good. And if you have great sex and she has an or- three or four orgasms and I have one, it- it's good. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep it spicy. So when we go into a swinging situation and I see Carol or a guy doing something different to her that makes her have great pleasure and have great orgasm, we'll go home and I won't be jealous. I'll say, babe, what was he doing to you that made you squirt like that, that made you do that? Yeah. And she'll say, well, he, he fisted me. He yeah. put his whole hand into my pussy. And it's like, okay, well, can we try that? And that's the com- communication and the dialogue that you have to have. And it's not a jealous thing. It's, I, I find it a learning thing. Yeah, and I, know, I remember one situation where I was riding a guy during an orgy. I was riding him and I was on top for quite a long time. And when we went home, David said, geez, when, when you ride me at home, you never last that long. My legs usually <laughs> fail or whatever. And so how come you had so much adrenaline and it was okay, you were able to stay on top for so long? And I'm going to say it's the excitement that not that he doesn't get me excited, but this new and variety thing for us is uh, definitely gets me excited. So uh, with that in mind, the next time I wrote him, I was conscious of staying a little bit longer than I normally would have. Mm -hmm. So I feel that that's kind of how we used our communication and the experience to improve our experience the next time around. And for me, that was a turn on because she heard something from me and she reacted and she was present in the moment and we had great sex. And then there was another time where, you know, I was doing something to someone and she said to me, how come you don't do that to me? And that's how our sex life continually evolves. So it's not just about the communication that we've been talking about. That's so important. It's also about listening and also putting into action certain things that will help the, make the other person happier or and improve the general state of your relationship. I think those are really good takeaways uh, from not uh, for for anybody in any kind of relationship. And I, I think that they're especially important uh, when you're navigating a lifestyle, which is going to be the topic of the next segment uh, when we do come back uh, from this break and yeah so thank you very much for that everybody stay tuned we will be right back after these messages from our sponsors this commercial is sponsored by SEC Travel need an exotic getaway this December get up close and personal with over 300 seductive couples on SDC's Cuban cruise over seven nights indulge in the alluring ports of call and soak in the five star rooms and service of our SDC staff all devoted to creating the adventure you deserve. Explore the party hub of Miami, sunny Key West, the spicy Caribbean flavor of Havana, Cuba, and the stunning white sands of the Bahamas in Nassau and the private island of Coco Cay. Enjoy SDC's world-renowned onboard entertainment with multiple DJs to seduce you during sexy theme nights, phone parties, erotic live shows, and within the ship's huge playroom. Join us from December 4 to 11 for this enticing Caribbean cruise. Book your rooms now at SDC.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You 
are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Seek, Discover, Create uh, by SDC with me, your host, Lexi Silver, and we are joined with Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle. Right before the break, we were talking a little bit about communication and how absolutely crucial it is to every relationship, especially for open relationships that are just getting started exploring the lifestyle. So we just talked a little bit about how, um, you know, talking about honesty Uh, how that is absolutely important when you're first, you know, getting started. But also, once a couple has actually decided to open up their relationship, what are the first steps to getting their feet or other body parts wet within the lifestyle? Well, when you're talking about the swinging lifestyle, which is what where our experience comes in, uh, we definitely have to tell everybody to take it slow. The very first step would be, I would say, to join an online community like SDC.com where you can actually meet other people online who are compatible. And the most important thing is compatibility. As I said before, there's no right, there's no wrong way to be in the lifestyle, but you need to find other people who are in the same way as you are so for us David said we like our foursomes and morsomes well that's not for everyone so we need to find compatible people who also like foursomes and morsomes so step number one I would say would be joining some type of online community where you can meet people first online second with a phone call third with a coffee Mm -hmm. perhaps talk again being open and honest what it is you like what you would like to experience and then move on to really that meeting where you're going to have sex yeah and i think before you actually go out to that meeting Mm -hmm. you need to set your boundaries your rules excellent your limits and when you're going out for your first time if you haven't met a couple and let's say you're going to a club I would say for the first time, just watch. See what's going on. There's so much you can read online, even on thesexylifestyle.com or sdc.com. There's a lot of information out there. You can't absorb it all as well as going to a club mm-hmm. with your partner. You can go there and have great sex, just the two of you, but don't get involved in something until you've experienced it, seen it, gone home, spoken about it, and what you want to do for next time. And then that's some of that foreplay for the next time. Yes, there's people who go to clubs and they end up in the middle of an orgy. Great. Don't go to a club because you're having bad sex in your relationship and you're trying to fix it. You'll crash and burn there. But really take it slow, like Carol was saying. And if you meet someone online, don't plan to meet them the first date. For dinner and drinks and dancing and you've planned out a five-hour evening just meet them for a coffee first get to know them they're not everybody's compatible for each other and you might find this absolutely gorgeous looking couple and they're not the right couple for you because there's no chemistry there's no chemistry the, the, the alternative lifestyle and swinging lifestyle is not about looks it's about connection mm-hmm. absolutely and that you don't have to feel bad that if you didn't find that run, one person or the one couple yet just keep looking and if you talk to them and you found another one and you talk to them and you realize, oh, they're not quite right, and then you meet them for coffee, oh, no, they're not quite right, just keep looking. There's somebody out there. There's compatible people for everybody. 
So it's important to not be discouraged. And I, I, I like what you said to kind of take it slow, but you both said that, uh, to take those baby steps to start off with something just like watching or just experiencing the atmosphere of the environment, just meeting people and seeing if there is that mutual connection. Now, you've been to lifestyle clubs. Of course. And you've seen everything that goes on there. And there are people who come in and unfortunately they end up sitting in the corner doing absolutely nothing because, you know, nobody took their hand. And I'm not saying take their hand to fuck them, but take their hand to explain what's going on. And feel comfortable. And most of the time, most of the clubs have hosts and hostesses that will show you around. But it's okay, unlike singles clubs, to go out and just start talking to someone. And if you're talking to someone and they say, well, what are you into? It's so important to say, we're here for the first time, we're Mm -hmm. just here to watch, and most couples will say, well, what do you want to know? But if you don't, and you lead them on, and then they spend a half an hour talking to you, and then you say, uh, you know, we're really not into this, Mm -hmm. it's not fair to the other couple. So just be open and honest right from the beginning, and you'll see how warm everybody is to you. And I think that's great, too, because when you do go to a lifestyle club or even a meet and greet, which a lot of these clubs do have, uh, just to give that opportunity outside of the, you know, you're, we're here for sex, it's late at night, where this is what's going to happen. Um, the, it's, it's good to say, this is my first time, because most couples will want to kind of guide you like, oh, a virgin. I know uh, I like, I, I like speaking to people when it's their first time uh-huh. and making them feel comfortable and leading them around, letting them see, the, you know, what the, what the club is all about, um, you know, introduce them also to other people who might they might have a good connection with so I think that's a really good point a lot of people though do feel kind of intimidated with that and also are not really sure how to approach the idea of well I'm kind of interested in this person how do I show them is it okay for me to hug them to touch them so ask that's uh-huh. it that's that's a great question so what kind of role does consent play in the lifestyle how do you how do you go about doing that they're asking how what's a good way to do that so Certainly, consent is required. It's yes. not just a bonus. It's required in the lifestyle and always has been. And rule number one is ask first. Yes. And rule number two is no means no. Um, and I've heard other people say no is a full sentence. You know, you have to listen. And, of course, if, they, if they're not responding with that enthusiastic yes, then it's a no. Then it's a no. And that's all there is to it. And so consent. in the lifestyle, that's that's the way it is. So those are the rules. So that's the way it goes. And I love when David meets a new couple and we're trying to get to know them. Uh, one of the questions that he asks is like, you know, what is it that you like? What is it that you, you like to do? What's your favorite thing? And when he says our favorites is foursomes and morsels, it makes people feel more comfortable to come out and say, well, we're either not into that or hey, hey, we are too. And so or another question is, so how long have you been in the lifestyle? Yeah. Which allows them the opportunity if they're not interested in us to say, well, we're really not in the lifestyle or we're just here to dance or we're just here for a drink and you can continue the conversation or you can move on and and nobody takes it personally because, like I said earlier, not everybody is compatible for everybody. And if two people, um, certainly in the dating world, find a hard time finding compatible mate, imagine four people means two couples finding compatibility in the group. And it has to be. Um, So if you're not compatible, all four of you, like David said, you don't take one for the team. So therefore, you all have to be compatible. And it doesn't always work out. So it's just fine. But that enthusiastic yes is the only way that you're going to get together and get to bed. And remember, you're there with your best friend and your best fuck. That's so, your partner, so, by the way. <laughs> so your evening cannot be bad mm-hmm. if you stick with your partner. 
So you go to a club, and I, I always say, you don't play with someone, another couple on the first night. Go in the back, and if you want to push your boundaries, go fuck just the two of you where you hear other people fucking, or somebody might be watching you, or just getting naked in a club yeah. is cool, or your wife getting topless on the dance floor, it's all okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go there. Just push your boundaries a little bit. Go home and talk about it. So how did you feel? And you know, all the guys were looking at you, and it's okay to look and, and compliment. I mean, the women, the clothes they wear is always so beautiful. You get to wear outfits that you won't wear, that you can't wear at your local Starbucks, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen the boots and the outfits that you wear and doesn't it make you feel sexy and, Absolutely. but you're doing it because you choose to do it there's nobody pushing you as a woman to do it and Absolutely. Carol's the same way she loves dressing sexy and I love you know the way she she looks but it's not me saying babe I want you to wear eight inch heels tonight and stockings <laughs> and all this stuff if I said that she'd end up in sweats and a sweatshirt in bed we wouldn't even be going out but what I do want to emphasize is that when I choose to be sexy and I go to the the club feeling and looking sexy I'm no one's touching me no one's jumping on me nobody's no. doing that unless I uh, they ask me You're or respectful. I um, flirt and make mm-hmm. sure that is very clear what my intentions are so it's some people have the idea that when you dress like that people will jump on you and that swingers fuck anybody which we know is now not true because they have to be compatible absolutely that's a huge misconception too is that you'll you'll be groped uh, to you know whenever you're wearing a beautiful outfit and you go to one of these clubs no matter what no matter where you are whether it's one of these clubs and I would even argue that at a swingers club it's maybe more respectful than a regular club because those rules are there Um, and you know I I think it's great too that when you're in uh, one of those uh, foursomes or moresome situation and there's so many body parts going around and there are people who are watching and maybe trying to get involved also that even in the moment it's okay to say you know people will uh, you know stop for a second and say is it okay if I touch you Um, there's not groping going on uh, other than whatever is uh, asked for or whatever is consented uh, to. And that, I think that's really, really important. And even during one of those foursomes or morsomes, you can say at any point in time, even, even if you've already been in the process of touching each other, you can say, you know, I want to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we could be polite about that, of course. Yeah. It happens or, regularly. Or wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, that, happened. That has happened also. <laughs> yeah. But what I was going to say was, that um, you know if you have a kind of a code word that you've tried you felt the chemistry you get in there but perhaps maybe now that you're having sex you're not as compatible as you thought and it's not working out as well because you have to stay aroused and you have to be excited etc to have fun and so if you have your little code word or a safety word that you have with your partner like uh, simple- can you get me a whiskey and yeah. Um, I don't know. Or I'm, I'm ready for another drink, <laughs> yeah. or I need to pee, or something like that. You can. And it's like, okay to step out. Right. Yeah. You can excuse yourself. Step out. If you choose to go back in, fine, great, no problem. Nobody's going to be offended or not. You walk away and go to the next bed or the next whatever and join there. That's okay, too. Yeah. There's no rules. No hard feelings. I mean, yes, it's not that there's no rules. I meant to say whatever works for us is what works for us. It's a no pressure situation, which is kind of nice. And that's really important, too, because I think a lot of people avoid going to these clubs because they don't want to feel pressured by other people or even their partner uh, to do anything that they're not yet ready for. And I think that's where those baby steps also come from. Sorry, I was going to say that good communication is what prevents um, the pressure on the one partner or the other. And it's the good communication. I'm ready when I'm ready. 
And, um, well, we could tell our funny story about the first day we went to Desire. Well, just to prep myself in my head, the very first time we went to Desire, I told David we had seen and visited Desire once. Now we're on vacation. And I had seen all the ladies lined up on the side of the pool, having their pussies licked, or guys having their cocks sucked on the side of the pool. And I'm there, David, don't tell me to get up there because you're going to embarrass me. And I'm, you know, don't say, you know, don't do that. I'll get up when I'm good and ready. We weren't in the pool, like, not even 30 seconds. My turn! <laughs> I was worried I was going to feel shy or, you know, or afraid, and I wasn't. So it was all just great. In my head, I was uh, all prepared to say no, but it didn't take me more than 30 seconds to jump up on the side. And on my own, by the way. And one really thing important for couples is when you do go into a lifestyle situation, a swinging situation, vacation, wherever you're going to go, and you've decided to start playing with other couples so you you have a little bit less control of the situation as a couple you have to have a rule that you can't hold it against each other if something goes haywire yeah and it does mm-hmm. and i've gotten myself in trouble by being in the moment and other people have and as a couple you go you reset you talk about it i didn't like this i would prefer if you did that and you continue but you you can't create this big fight over something that the two of you agreed to go into, and now there's a lot of moving parts and something didn't go the way it was absolutely planned to go. So again, it's all about that communication, uh, that respect, uh, that, you know, uh, that compatibility also. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And sometimes when things can maybe go wrong in these kinds of situations, right after these words from our sponsors. This commercial is sponsored by SDC. Curious to learn more about relationships, sex and health, or looking for new ways to spice up your sex life? Whether you're just starting your erotic journey or you've already chosen your path to self-discovery, STC is with you every step of the way. At STC.com, you'll have unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from sex and relationship experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, Charlie and Ariane Williams, and Carolyn David, who are all excited to guide, inform, and entertain you. Check out scc.com for everything you need to discover your own erotic tribe, connect with them in our forums, communities, and social networks, and create opportunities to explore more at SCC events, parties, and travel destinations. Join over 3 million of our members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today at scc.com. Sponsored by SDC Travel. Need an exotic getaway? This December, get up close and personal with over 300 seductive couples on SDC's Cuban cruise. Over seven nights, indulge in the alluring ports of call and soak in the five-star rooms and service of our SDC staff, all devoted to creating the adventure you deserve. Explore the party hub of Miami, sunny Key West, the spicy Caribbean flavor of Havana, Cuba, and the stunning white sands of the Bahamas in Nassau and the private island of Coco Cay. Enjoy STC's world-renowned onboard entertainment with multiple D- DJs to seduce you during sexy theme nights, phone parties, erotic live shows, and within the ship's huge playroom. Join us from December 4 to 11 for this enticing Caribbean cruise. Book your rooms now at stc.com. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You 
are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SCC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. And again, we are here with Carol and David. Right before the break, we were talking about three C's, which I think you're going to want to take uh, back with you after this uh, episode. Compatibility, communication, and consent, which are three very important things to always consider within the lifestyle and also pretty much anywhere in life. Um, So we were talking a little bit about how uh, communication is super, super important when you're navigating within your relationship and also uh, among the, the lifestyle. But sometimes there are some things that could happen that are a little bit... Uh, darker, let's say, and uh, we want to address how exactly you can face those kinds of potentially negative experiences together. So we were taught you, you broached just a little bit before you mentioned something uh, about how, um, you know, if you're in a, if you're married and you're having some issues, an open relationship is not a good idea. Why, when is it a bad idea to open up your relationship? Well, it's a bad idea to open up your relationship when you have problems in your relationship. Um, It's so important to really focus on dealing with your problems before you try and fix your sex life. And, you know, sex is a really important part of relationships. But if you're having other issues, balancing family, work, relationships... And the one thing you're going to try and fix first is sex. It's not going to work because you, you don't have the proper pillars in place for that strong relationship. And Carol and I always say, you know, we have an amazing relationship and amazing sex life because we're best friends. And you know how with your best friend, you can say anything, you can fight with them. And if you had to walk away, you'd walk away and then you come back and, oh, my bestie. Well, that's the type of relationship we have. We talk about everything. We don't put things in boxes. We don't just put them on the side and hope they'll go away. We confront them. We talk about them. And if you're in a relationship that you are not happy in, fix the happiness. You know, we talk about on our radio show being happy, healthy, and horny. If you're not happy, you're not going to be horny. If you're not healthy, you're not going to be horny. The three of them go together. And there's been so many great expert guests that we've had on on our show who are more than happy to reach out and talk to couples, not about fixing their sex life, but fixing their relationship. So, no, if you think you have an issue and you're going to go into the alternative lifestyle or open up your marriage, you're just doomed for divorce, for breakup. So one of the things that I was going to add to that, because I think that's a very good explanation, is that most of the time when a relationship is breaking down, the first thing that goes away is the intimacy Mm -hmm. and the sex that goes with it. In a couple, intimacy and sex often go together. And so when the sex is starting to go downhill and someone's thinking about, hey, maybe I should open up my my marriage so that I can have better sex, well, that's not going to help you because you're going downhill with the sex and they're leaving that relationship and trying somebody else, in my mind, is like cheating. 
So it's not like fixing this relationship before moving on, Mm -hmm. and therefore you're giving yourself permission to cheat. And if you both agree, so there's consent within your marriage that you're allowed to do that, I think you're both going to reflect on the fact that you're allowing the other one to cheat. You need to get back that intimacy mm-hmm. and then open it up in a fun way. We say one in our definition of what is the lifestyle, that the ultimate goal of the lifestyle is to make your marriage stronger. Mm-hmm. If that's not your goal, then don't do it. And as swingers, even though we are sexually non-monogamous, we are emotionally mm-hmm. 100% monogamous. So we are in love with each other. We have an open relationship. But if you're in a couple and really you're you're out of love and you're just looking to get off, well, it's like Carol said, you're doing it on your own. It's cheating. Yeah. And and in the lifestyle, when you're fucking and playing with other people, there's no cheating going on uh-huh. because you're doing it in front of your partner or with your partner's consent. And we have friends who play separately. They go out on dates with other people. They um, go on vacations with other people. But in their couple, they've agreed that it's okay. And if consensually they said it's okay and it's good for their couple and when they come back from going on vacation with a guy or a girl and they come home and they tell each other about it and it makes their couple stronger, well, they have a great, strong, long-term relationship. Absolutely. And we see it all the time. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you've seen this too. I've, I've been at the club and seeing couples. You can always tell when you look around the ones that are not solid in their relationship. They they, they see their partner looking at someone else and then, and then you know, they, they start maybe uh, getting a little uh, anxious with each other. Uh, you you see this and it's obviously so important to, it, it's obvious to us that it's so important to be on solid ground and have those, like you said, those pillars in place before you can open up your relationship and earlier when I mentioned about our definition when, when we talk about what is the lifestyle we always say that it begins with an open mind and a strong loving relationship yes. that's by definition so if so you have a, if you have an open mind and yet your relationship is suffering it's only going to make it worse it will never make it better so when things do go wrong in the lifestyle when you know I and wait and like I said we've seen this before we, we've seen sometimes couples are not having a, a good experience with each other if, if you're a couple and you're new to the lifestyle and you have your first bad experience or not great experience in the lifestyle, can you recover from that? And how can you recover from that as a couple? Well, I, I think the very first rule in getting into the lifestyle, and I think we kind of talked about it a little bit or we touched on it earlier in the show, is that you have to know you're going into it together. Mm-hmm. So if you've agreed that you're going to enter this new world, it's like Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> you're going down the rabbit hole and you're not quite sure what's down there because you've never done it. It before and you don't know what you don't know you try to make your rules and your limits and boundaries up on the top surface but you have no idea what's going on down there so it's usually in those early days where you actually do make mistakes because you have no idea that that could happen so you haven't made a rule for it right so you have to agree that we're going down the rabbit hole together holding our hands and exploring and we might not have thought about something uh, so if we screw up when we come back up we have to remember let's not do that again and and also If you're going out for an evening or meeting a couple and you have your rules and your limits, don't change them on the fly. Right. You might see something you want to do, but if you haven't talked to your partner about it, 
save it for next time. There's lots of time, lots of place to do it. And, you know, to give you an example, we were in a swinging situation. It was a great evening. We were having a blast. Carol was getting fucked. She had two cocks in her mouth. I was having a great time. I was with a couple of gorgeous women. Everything was going on fantastic. Carol was done. I looked around and... I was going again. (laughs) Okay. And our evening didn't end well because she said, babe, you just left me there all by myself. Mm -hmm. I said, but I was having a good time. She goes, but I wasn't. I was done. I was ready to go. We had poor communication there. Mm -hmm. We spoke about it. And now if I want to have round two, I look over. Maybe Carol will come over, sit and watch. But we are staying as a couple. We have to talk. We have to communicate. We went home. We learned. And we learn every time we go into a sexual situation. I think that's amazing because we're, again, we're getting back to communication, which we keep talking about no matter what subject we're talking about, how important it is that even after a negative situation or, sorry, a potentially negative Mm -hmm. situation, because not all couples would necessarily be able to have that kind of recognition that you needed to have a conversation about it. They might just hold a grudge and then it's not a positive thing. Mm -hmm. So you took a negative experience and you made it into a positive one by talking about it and communicating and there, and, and, and your next experience together, I'm, I imagine was a lot better. Yeah. But like we said at the beginning, we had decided to go into this uh, exploration phase of our new life that we're going to do together as open together. And we know that it can't be perfect because like we don't know what could happen. And so uh, you can't hold a grudge for that because no. neither of us knew that that opportunity for David would have been I guess a negative thing for me. We didn't know that those feelings would pop up. With it wasn't necessarily jealousy, but it was certainly a negative situation. Now looking back at that, that just shows that that particular moment I was probably insecure for whatever reason, and it and maybe David didn't check in. Are we okay? Are we going on? I might have just said, Oh, you know what? You checked in with me. I feel more secure now. Sure, you go ahead. I'm going to watch. It's all fine. So again, it's just a matter of learning what works and what doesn't work. Absolutely, and I thank you both very much and we're getting to the end of our show here this has been wonderful and hopefully so informative for people who are listening whether they are interested in an open relationship uh, or or not or just looking for great uh, tips for their relationship I think this has been very all-encompassing I just want to thank you again uh, for taking the time and uh, you know again reinforcing the whole idea of communication which is something that we're going to be talking about more in in future shows Um, how can people uh, get to you know communicate with you after this show so before i tell people how they can communicate with us we'd like to thank (laughs) you lexi silver and the whole stc family for being part of our sexy lifestyle village we know you're going to have a very successful show we wish you all the best we got a shout out to jean who's been around to make it happen dave mandy heather the whole stc team back home Uh, thank you for taking the time and putting in the time and effort to put together a great show if people want to find you and us all they have to do is go to the sexylifestyle.com look for all our hosts Lexi has a beautiful picture of herself <laughs> up there and uh, we wish you all the best and hundreds and hundreds of shows on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network Yay! thank you I'm very excited for that and speaking of the next show uh, you can tune in next week at 8pm EST on Thursdays on Voice America so until next time you can also learn more about sex health and relationships as you seek yourself discover together and create moments at stc.com. For SDC, this is Lexi Silver. Thank you.
appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by STC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality.